Welcome to the Mindfulness Meditation Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Eshelman. Every Wednesday at the Rubin Museum of Art in Chelsea, we present a meditation session led by a prominent meditation teacher from the New York area. This podcast is a recording of our weekly practice. If you would like to join us in person, please visit our website at rubinmuseum.org meditation. We are proud to be partnering with Sharon Salzberg and the teachers from the Interdependence Project. In the description for each episode, you will find information about the theme for that week's session, including an image of a related artwork chosen from the Rubin Museum's permanent collection. And now, please enjoy your practice. So there are two things that I want to mention before we get going. And uh, one is just to acknowledge the sad passing of Gaelic Rinpoche this morning. Gaelic Rinpoche was instrumental in uh, really supporting the vision uh, to create the Rubin Museum here. He was the presiding lama at the opening of the museum on the 2nd of October 2004, and he was last here on stage a few years ago with the artist Francesco Clemente talking about the student-teacher relationship, and I think we all want to post that online so that you can all uh, receive his wisdom as uh, his uh, final gesture towards us. So. Today we're going to be talking about perception, which is actually what we're talking about for the next few months because we have an ongoing series called Brainwave in which we place neuroscientists, mind scientists on stage with people from other walks of life. And you might particularly want to put March the 12th down in your books because um, uh, Kentrell uh, Tukman Pache will be here from Bhutan together with the Harvard scientist Gael Debord talking about the transformational aspect of meditation and whether it can actually change the world. I know it changes your world, because that's why you're here, but can it have reached beyond that? That is what we're going to be discussing on March the 12th. So perception, how we receive reality through the limitations of our senses. That's one idea. And our senses are utilized in visualizing what is possible. And for that, we have art. And much of that art is found on the galleries above us. And in particular, today, we're going to study Vajragini. Vajragini is a very special deity. She's pictured here as a nubile 16-year-old, athletic, powerful being in a sort of warrior pose, trampling the obstructions to enlightenment underfoot. And in her left hand, she would hold a cup forged out of a human skull out of which she'd be drinking blood. This is a very fierce image. And the reason it's fierce is because she is the deity you go to when you want to enter tantric practice and you have rather unruly desires. And she is the one who will translate or help you translate those unruly desires into this fierce vigilance, which is something I think we probably all need to summon in this day and time. 
So she is also thought of as the real, really the sort of the, the Dakini of Buddhist essence. So she's our go-to gal today and uh, a really important figure in the pantheon of Tibetan, Tibetan uh, Buddhist practice. So we'll be meditating on the aspects of her today with the help of Kate Johnson. And let me tell you a little about Kate. I'm sure you're familiar with her if you've come to any of these sessions before. But Kate teaches mindful yoga at New York City schools and um, Buddhist meditation at IDP. She holds a BFA in dance, which she acquired from the Alvin Ailey School at Fordham University, and a master's in performance studies from NYU. She's trained at Spirit Rock Meditation Center, the IDP, Laughing Lotus Yoga, and the Presencing Institute. And she is currently writing a very timely book. It's about waking up to power and oppression as a spiritual practice and it is due out this fall, 2017. So welcome to Mindfulness Meditation here at the Rubin Museum of Art, presented with Sharon Salzberg, the New York In Insight Meditation Center and the Interdependence Project. And to guide us this afternoon is Kate Johnson. Thank you, Kate, for being here. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, so I'm, I'm really... Um, Pleased to be back here today um, with my girl, Vajra Yogini. Um, she's really living, as you can see. She's, um, uh, I, I love this pose. Um, and uh, Vajra Yogini is a feminine manifestation of divine wisdom. She's also considered the, the queen of all the Dakinis, which are, who are these um, divine beings that are sky dancers. And so you see her here pictured dancing, um, that they have this capacity to dance with um, between um, our relative mundane, um, just everyday ordinary reality and the, the absolute reality, kind of ultimate consciousness, um, emptiness and formlessness that is con said to be concurrent with what we can see and perceive. Um, and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what the figure of the Dakini invites us into in terms of our um, perception um, of uh, everyday reality. So um, what the teachings say is that for our ordinary perception, and, and, and in some ways, you know, it's absolutely true that there is, um, you know, from the perspective of ethics, uh, good and bad, there's right and wrong, um, there's, uh, and the mind has this tendency to, um, to delineate um, and group people, right, to um, uh, friends and enemies, um, uh, and even to, to, to group experiences, like this is a, this is a pleasant, wholesome experience, this is unpleasant and, it, and it's bad. Um, what the tantric path uh, offers us a window into is a, a shift in perspective um, where it's possible that any experience at all, whether it's um, pleasant or unpleasant, whether it appears to be um, uh, great or it appears to be a total shitstorm, <laughs> is um, actually has within it the possibility, it, it could be used as a path for awakening. 
so that um, kind of whatever the experience is, it, uh, Vajra Yogini and the, the Tantric Path opens up a possibility that within that there's a seed of awakening and that we can actually mine that experience for uh, spiritual growth personally and collectively. Um, so that's good news, right? <laughs> that even in the midst of uh, fear, that even in the midst of anger, um, uh, certainly within blissful experiences and calm experiences too, but not only those, you know, that there is something uh, within us, something between us that is awake. And if we can start to train our awareness towards that, um, we can uh, kind of progress on our path to uh, greater freedom. Um, uh, so there's a lot of um, the teachings around Vajra Yogini that are um, they're secret. They're they're offered in a transmissional way from um, teacher to student. Um, I'm, I've done some of these practices, but I'm not authorized to teach them to you today. <laughs> so um, so we're not going to be doing any uh, secret mantras or any um, visualizations in that in that way. Although if that's something that you're interested in, I certainly encourage you to seek out um, a Vajrayana teacher who can. Um, uh, start you on the path. Um, but I think we can still use the um, principle of uh, Vajra Yogini and the invitation to um, contemplate, well, what, you know, even in this, this very seemingly ordinary, mundane moment, you know, sitting on a chair in an auditorium, what's awake right now? Um, and we'll be dropping in this contemplation in the frame of our um, mindfulness of breath meditation. So it'll go something like this. We'll, you know, we'll sit. I'll kind of talk you through um, how to set up your posture and um, what to pay attention to. And we'll spend most of the time focusing on the feeling of our breath. Um, so we'll notice it in the chest. We'll notice it at the nostrils or um, in the belly. Uh, just what it feels like to breathe. And this is a, a wonderful way, um, uh, I think a, a critical way even, to start to gather and unify our experience and um, kind of create a, a powerful, um, focused attention. Um, uh, so it's meant to be relaxing. It's meant to be grounding. Uh, but you'll notice, uh, as I notice every time I sit down, as I think uh, maybe I will for the rest of my life, that after a few breaths or a few minutes, um, the mind wanders. It goes to something that happened you know, several breaths ago or something that might happen several breaths from now. Um, and we notice that, you know, don't worry about it so much. Just invite yourself back to this one breath that you're on. Um, so that's the main kind of body of instruction. And then from time to time, I'll invite you to drop in a, a, a contemplation. And it's just like, um, it's, a, it's not like something to really like think about, like, you know, drop the, drop the breath and just huh, like, you know, figure this out. Uh, but more like uh, dropping a pebble in a pond or um, a little bit of dye in a glass of water. And that question will just be, um, it's not, it doesn't need to be a surprise, I'll just tell you now. It's um, what is awake in this moment? You know? So you can just kind of let that question ripple through the mind. And then when it's, you know, kind of rippled through a bit, come back to that sense of breathing again. Um, uh, so what we hope that will do is create a, a mental space where we um, have the confidence that wakefulness, um, we're both cultivating it and it's already here. Um, so one more thing before we go into practice, and then we'll, um, is it about the instructions? Yes. Um, what? Oh. <laughs> you said uh, you're not following. 
qualified to teach cases of aphasia. Yes. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm angry at somebody. Do I try to visualize my that's not asking you to go and yeah. uh, or if I'm worried about something or fearful of something that I'm trying to see what I'm fearful of. Well, I'll definitely walk you through the instructions. So um, the short answer is no. <laughs> um, and the question was, uh, in, in this moment, are we supposed to kind of visualize our anger or our fear? Um, I would say no. I mean, oftentimes with anger and fear, you don't have to go looking so far <laughs> for them. <laughs> they just, just kind of come up, you know? <laughs> um, and so uh, um, what, so if they come up, you know, you can deal with them in the moment. Um, but uh, the instructions will be totally guided. So um, I'll, I'll um, I feel confident that any question you have will be answered now or then after the after the um, practice. Just last thing before we we dive into practice, um, I was doing a period of study with a teacher who teaches um, uh, around the wisdom model of the five the five uh, wisdom dakinis, and. Um, she was giving us some instructions about how to work with this, and one of the other students in the class said something like, you know, um, what happens, what do we do if we meet the Dakini in the elemental realm? Because that's opened up as a possibility in these practices, that you might actually come face to face with the Dakini with her skull cup of blood <laughs> and her Kadbanga staff. <laughs> and what do you do when you come face to face with her? And the teacher kind of smiled, she said, well, when you meet the Dakini in the elemental realm, you dance. <laughs> and so just to remember that this is not a, um, a static uh, sculpture, that um, she's in movement, that in our practice, we're not training to be sculptures, you know, but that um, we're learning to dance with our experience. And that's kind of the, the, um, the meta lesson for me in this. So uh, does that sound good? We'll just do a little practice and then talk a little after? OK. So um, go ahead and uh, find a seat that feels comfortable to you. If you can put both feet on the ground, um, great. Uh, you can take your hands and place them on your thighs, palm down or palm up or clasp in your lap if you'd like. And if you feel uh, comfortable to do so, I'd invite you to close your eyes. If that's not comfortable for any reason, you can also open your eyes, but just keep them half open and lower to the space in front of you. So we're giving the message to the eyes that we don't have to look outside for anything, that we're actually starting to train our attention towards our inner experience. Um, and to do that, just starting to feel the soles of the feet where they're resting on the ground. Feeling the hands resting on the thighs. Strong back. Open heart. Belly relaxed. And soft face. Letting your awareness receive the sensations in your entire body, places of pressure, lightness, 
heaviness, density, or spaciousness. Warmth, coolness. Just dropping in the question, what is awake right now? And as that question fades, just starting to turn your awareness towards feeling your breath. And one of those places we mentioned, the nose or the heart or at the belly. So we're gathering our attention in one spot in the body. And as you feel yourself breathing in, you can say breathing in. As you feel yourself breathing out, you can silently say breathing out. What is awake in this moment? And then as you're ready, returning to Feeling the in-breath, knowing that you're breathing in. Feeling without breath and silently saying, breathing out. Letting the awareness ride the breath like a series of waves.
and what is awake in this moment. Seeing if it's possible to lean into that wakefulness for a moment or two. And then once again, resting the awareness and the feeling of breathing. What is awake right now?
and settling the mind back into sensation of breath. Feeling the breath in and feeling the breath out. In this very moment, what is awake? And then starting to let your awareness spread out in your entire body again. Feeling the feet where they're resting. Feeling the hands touching each other, touching the thighs. The strength of the back. 
openness of the heart, relaxed belly, soft face. I'm just taking a moment to acknowledge your practice today. You know, you could have done anything else with your midday hour, but you came to um, work with your mind and heart. So allowing yourself to feel good about that choice. And if you'd like, you can connect with the intention that that choice might be of benefit, not just to you, but to the other beings that we share this, um, this city, this country, this planet with. Oh, as you're ready, you can float your eyes open, stretch your body if you'd like. Um, you don't have to stop being mindful. <laughs> Thank you for your practice today. That concludes this week's practice. If you'd like to attend in person, please check out our website rubenmuseum.org slash meditation to learn more. Sessions are free to Rubin Museum members, just one of the many benefits of membership. Thank you for listening. Have a mindful day.